So we are continuing with the Nesiva Sholem, Nativei Das, on chapter 2. And uh, it starts, Isa Bechazal, the Medrash brought in chapter 11 of Medrash Rabbah to Devorim. Shabikish Moshe Rabbeinu Kodim Ptirosom, that Moses, before he died, um, requested from the Almighty and said, <clears throat> um, I, I, I'm asking you one thing, something that I haven't been able to, let's say, um, discover a truth that that all the gates of heaven and the depths will be open the yiru and show she'ain zulotcha that there is no one but you <clears throat> this is what um, this is what that this is what he's asking it's a very strange request i'm asking that you don't close anything up, open all the gates so I can see that you're everywhere, that there's no place devoid of you, because maybe he had some doubt uh, in which there was um, places in the universe that maybe God doesn't rule, like the depths, like evil, the demonic realm. So he's asking God for that. And so too, when a person, when a person's enlightened with the light of Das, now last week we discussed what this word, this enigmatic word Das means. I told you that I felt it had to do with the experience of the divine, that is, that it com- combined um, uh, a divine awareness that's usually contracted and we're constricted and we don't have it. But when a, when a person is enlightened with the light of Das, the true Das, <laughs> so, so too for him, his, his eyes are opened in the manner of Um, you have been shown the awareness that's the posuk that we quoted from Deuteronomy and Moses says to them you have been shown that the Lord is God and there's no one besides him that's what he is telling the Israelites but now he's saying before he's dying I need to know that there is no place devoid of you. And then he will see when it's Einod Milvado, there's no one else besides him, that Kavod Hashem Hamamale Kol Almim Toch Kol Almim Vesovev Kol Almim that is, that the divine not only surrounds the universe, Sovev, the transcendent, we call it in Jewish philosophy, but it also fills. 
That's so, called the so, imminent so, divine. So it surrounds and penetrates. Right. Okay. The big problem in Jewish theology is this le- the penetrating. Mm-hmm. Because if it penetrates, then it, does it penetrate the demonic world? It's the big question. Well, how does it? M- maybe it's only his providence, not himself. He is suggesting that the kavod Hashem, the glory of God, penetrates the world as well as surrounds the world. Those terms come from Chabad, you should know. There was, we never heard of those words before the Alter Rebbe. Sovev kolamim, amalei kolamim. ain't no and there's no one besides him. Ubechol kula yargish, and the whole of creation yargish, regesh, will feel emotionally. <laughs> That's from our liturgy. from Yedid Nefesh. That his 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 Majesty rays through the world. And he then becomes Nafshe Techolech from Chole. What's Chole mean? Ani Chole. He's become lovesick. His nefesh is lovesick with his love of the divine. So, once you see so, that. So, does this? Uh, so, is it implying that uh, that his physical being uh, is uh, contributes to the reign over um, of Hashem, and without? Uh, without having, uh, without having full recognition that Hashem is everywhere, and hopefully he hasn't tricked me into believing that he can control all. Yeah. Yeah. Is 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 uh, where am I going to end up? Yeah. Oz yihu etzlo kol inyoni olam azeh then once you have that divine awareness <coughs> everything to him in his eyes relatively speaking that have to do with this world his arrogance his um, leanings his yearnings and his physical desires will be like nothing there'll be nothing because once you've had a religious experience of the divine, then everything else kind of melts away. The hakol hevel, and everything is a vanity of vanities. <coughs> Are you well? Ki ein Because the person doesn't get <coughs> soaked in these matters of this world. Your pride, your yearnings for glory and fulfillment and your desires only occur at a time when the stars of his soul become darkened, meaning that awareness of the divine becomes darkened. When he is confused in the lack of enlightenment, Umabato and his vision Metsumtsam is contracted. Limited vision. Let me finish. Because he's in the dark. This enlightenment is darkened. 
Go ahead. So, is that referring to the fact that what he sees is not what he believed in, and because of that, he has very different view on it, and what he believed in has been disordered, distorted, and he has become distraught yep. through it. Yep. So he has he is losing his faith. Yep. Next paragraph. And when a, uh, a Yehudi is privileged to this enlightenment in the light of the divine, So then all the forces of the demonic and evil inclinations are hidden. Because there's a little light in the darkness, the light dispels the darkness. Valder Shekosiv in Tehillim in the Psalm 104, that the powers of the demonic forces only have power when it's dark. And when the sun rises, when he is uh, merits the privilege of this inner enlightenment, everything is gathered away. Okay. Two base. Kosovo Rivet. The Rivet is the rabbi uh, of Poskier who commented on the Rambam, on the Yad Chazaka of the Rambam. The Sifra Balea Nefesh, and in his book, Mastering the Soul, Shah Kadusha, the chapter on sanctity, says, The Rishon Kola Roshim Kulam Sheyeda Haodam Es Yotzro Vayake Es Boira. So the first step in the spiritual path is that a person should yeda, the same word das, meaning no. Now, in the medieval terms, that meant a kind of intellectual knowledge, not what the Hasidic Rebbe meant. He should know his creator and recognize his creator. However, the creator is hidden from vision. You can't see him. And given that he's, the creator is hidden from vision, he is, however, found in the heart, and revealed in the mind. And I want you to open your eyes and open your heart and your mind and picture an image of your creator standing before you. Now, that's a very radical thing because we're told in the Bible you should not have any image of the divine. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> so he came under attack for that. The Ravid came under attack for making that statement. But the Slonomer doesn't say anything here about that attack. He uses it. The Ravid is a Rishon, so he uses it. And in the second line, you'll say, and already the Baal Shem gave us this parable. What's the parable? It's like a parable 
A man covers his eyes with his hand. He says, I'm blind. Can't see a bloody thing. If you just have to take your hand away, you can see everything. So that parable is, the nimshal is, just like the hand covered your physical sight, so too the physical world and matters of physical physicality and of the body and all the living we do in this world is like the hand that's covering me from seeing the reality of the so, divine. So, so it's... Uh, so... All we can see is the hand in front of our eyes. We can't see the a, light. Because this is as much as we can take within our minds yeah, to begin with. Maybe. But we can uh, op- uh, move the hand slowly away from the sight. Right. So we can... And so, as you just said, the hand keeps me spiritually in a contracted visual acuity. But when the Yid removes that, then everything, the light and the gates of the light of the divine becomes open to him. And these wide paths open to him. And now he splits. What is this das? He says it is either, or it's both, the hasaga, the grasping of the greatness of the divine, when you take pull your hand away, or it's also the feeling of the light of sanctity in Torah mitzvahs. Two things. One is that you get an appreciation of the godless haboyre, and also you get an appreciation of the light of the Torah mitzvahs. A person's in a house, his vision is restricted to the four walls of the house. But when he goes outside the house, and he looks beyond his little, his little courtyard, then everything gets put in perspective. The tiny house that he lives in, the tiny place. The same thing is for man's acuity, his vision. When, as long as his mind is contracted and busy with the daily life, you can only see himself and his desires. <coughs> Once he opens his heart to that and it's revealed to him the world that's all light, so that this world that he's living in, this little Shetach, this bias that he's in, that until now restricted his vision, just becomes dissolved in the larger vision. So, so his uh, his small house, uh, when he looks uh, goes and looks out upon the courtyard and past the courtyard, is 
it's a, uh, his house is a small piece in what's in, in reality. Right. Three. <clears throat> and from this great light, God gave us these particular treasures that are able to turn on the light in our souls. So we have these light switches that we are able, that we've been gifted. First thing is the Torah, the power of Torah. Another parable. Now a man is walking in the dark streets at night. And he's falling into the potholes and he's get torn apart by the thorns. And all these bandits are coming on to him and, and mugging him. Kivan Shahir Hayom, the moment that day comes, Nitzol Mikulam, he is saved from the potholes, he's saved from the thorns because he knows where he's walking, and he can hide from the bandits. So the Torah is this kind of. Uh, Lamp that is the pathway to take you out of that darkness. <coughs> it says, and God created the light on the first day, right? And then it says nothing about that light. And on the fourth day, it says, let there be luminaries in the sky. So the rabbis say, one second, I thought we had a light. Why are you telling me? that the sun was created to light the day. You just you made that already on the first day. Yeah, you are. You can't have too much. So the rabbi said that day, first day light was too much, like you said, and it was hidden. Uh, hidden? Yes, it was hidden for the righteous in the future's days. Where where was it hidden? Does anyone have access to it? So the Baal Shem HaKadosh said that Or HaGanuz, that hidden light, where is it hidden? The Torah. Baal Shem HaKadosh says that it was hidden in the Torah. Not just for the righteous La'asid Lava like that those who go in darkness as opposed to those who learn and study Torah are like those who see the great light or Gadol. What Gadol is that? Oh, So the so, so the Medrash Tanchuma says that's the light that God created on the first day and was hidden um, for those who struggle with Torah. Next page. And besides the Torah, there is another lamp that can illuminate the soul of the Yid, and that is called Shabbos Kodesh. It's called Heoras Hadas. As it says, Ladas Kiani Hashem Mekadishchem, it says in Exodus 31, that is that Shabbos Kodesh also has that ability to shine Das to Am Yisrael. 
And then the next paragraph. There's one other ray of light that can enlighten. So we've had Torah. We've had Shabbos. Now we have the land of Israel. As it says in Chazal, Gemara in Bava Basra 158b says that the, that the very air of Eretz Yisrael makes a person wise enough. Ukoloshin Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, as, as uh, Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, the famous poet of the medieval period, in one of his songs uh, says, Chaye Nishomas Avir Atzachor. Your, the, 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 the air of your land is, is, gives the Nishomas life. <clears throat> so, Next paragraph. Al Pikolze, Efshelahovin, Et Hamasupa, Al Rava Kodosh, a Remendel Premijlan. There was uh, one of the Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov, was Ramanach Mendel of Premijlan. Shehoya Mirishoni Talmidi Haber Shem Tov, one of the first students of the Baal Shem Kodosh. Shehola Eretz HaKodosh, who went and lived originally, I think he went to Svatan, then they kicked all the Hasidim out. They ended up in Tiberias. And he actually, his um, Rabbi Nachman Mendel is buried in the old cemetery in Tiberias. Mm-hmm. And he wrote back to one of the uh, to friends of his who had been in fellowship with him in Avodas Hashem in Chutzlaretz in in the exile in the Gola. The moment he arrived in Eretz Yisrael, he said, all the light that I had and all the work and toil in Torah that I had has been taken away from me. And in the second letter he wrote to them, he says, yeah, I'm getting back those original madregos, those levels of sanctity, but not as good as at the high points when I was in Chutzlara still. So it'll never be the same. Wait. And then Reb Nachem Mendel of Premishlan writes his third letter, and says, Baruch Hashem, Tov lo ma'od be'eretz Yisrael, ve'hisig dargos gavoos ma'od. Now he had reached even higher levels by the third letter. Now those letters could have been ten years apart, I don't know. V'achshav nitgale lo ki hegam be'boi le'eretz ha'kodesh k'shoye v'cheshtos g'loi gam oz la'amitu shel dova ha'yo v'adargo gavoo ma'od yotu mikola madrigos b'chutz l'aretz. And then he looked back and said, you know, now looking back, when I was writing to you that first letter that I was in such darkness, I now see that even that darkness was higher than all the levels I had achieved. Showing that Rabbi Nachman Mendel of Premish Lam felt that his learning and his Avodah Hashem in Eretz Yisrael, he could actually document letter by letter how it improved. Now, having said all these things, we can quote Reb Moshe Kordovero, the Ramak, 
Besifro Shirukoma, in the parish of, of Chazal, so he's quoting and commenting on the Gemara in Ksubas 110b, that Hadar Bechutz Laaret Dome Kamisha Einlo Eloka. The Gemara says something very, very strange. He says someone who lives in Chutz Laaret is like he doesn't have a God. What do you mean he doesn't have a God? What do you think that means? Um, that he doesn't have spiritual uh, compared. Anger. Someone who lives in Chutz Laaretz, compared to someone living in Eretz Israel, it's like as if that comparison, you have a God and you don't have a God. It's not that you don't have a God, literally. But in comparison to the level, of spiritual level of living in Eretz Israel, the Gemara says it's just like as if you didn't have. You're in such darkness. So the remark says on that, That Shabbos Kodesh in different places, in different times, gives radiation of light. But in the upper worlds, Shabbos, what does it follow? Does it follow Shabbos in Turkey, Shabbos in Spain, Shabbos in New York, or Shabbos in London, or Shabbos in Shanghai? No. In the upper words, upper worlds, the Ramak claims that Shabbos Kodesh only follows Shabbos in Eretz Israel. That's when they make Shabbos upstairs. Because the Ika light of Shabbos is connected with Eretz Israel. So basically, he's now connected the light of Torah, the light of learning Torah in Eretz Israel the light of Shabbos, and the light of Shabbos Kodesh in Eretz Yisrael. So that the three rays that he claims that brings us to the das, the awareness of the divine, in this second chapter are the three tools that open us to divine awareness, and that is the lovesickness that comes when the Yehudi is Zocher to Torah, Shabbos and Eretz Yisrael. And when the three are combined, then you have something that is so powerful that when you're not there and you're in Chutz Lawrence, it's like you don't even have a relationship with the divine. And that's what he is suggesting in chapter two.